yo, yo, we back race week. I think we're bringing you some uh, some bonus content this week. Is it gonna be bonus or is it gonna be regular? I think I think it's bonus moving to regular. Yeah, so just to give everybody a heads up before we even start talking about Brazil, we're the best F1 podcast, self-proclaimed. So we're to bring you content after every single qualifying and sprint race. Listen. Are we gonna call it a sprint run? Sprint run, sprint race. I don't even care. Don't Tell Crofty <laughs> it's a race. Um, but yeah, seriously, we're just gonna you know, Scott and I were talking. We love F1. We know the people that listen to this pod love F1. So it's like, we may as well just talk about all of it. Yeah, and we, we really want to be the best podcast out there. We appreciate whoever's listening. Shout out to Iowa. We had a bunch of listeners from Iowa, so we appreciate that. Yo, that U.S. following, stronghold. Sounds good. So, Brazil, talk to me. First thoughts. Interlagos, man. This is a fast track. This is the track of Senna. This is Listen, Senna's home. This is Senna's home. It's a fast track. There is, I mean, that long, like, curved, um, I guess, straight right into turn one is crazy because it's like you make that turn and you're straight into a, a decline. And you're at 110 consists like, we're probably around the 115 that's being the race, 114. And it's another fast, fast track in the fact that you've got 71 laps. It do they have anywhere where you really slow down? I feel like a well, lot of them are mid-speed corners. Mostly. They've got that weird, like, S. But it still feels like it's still decently high speed, like yeah. watching the, the virtual lap. So I mean, yeah, if you look at the virtual lap, he says they're still very fun corners. They're fast. Yeah. So you let the car do the work, man. Let the car do the work. Just a side note, is Interlagos the best track name? It sounds fun. Like, it sounds badass. Yeah, you, we're going Interlagos. to Interlagos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Interlagos. I think Monza's whatever. Yeah, I think Interlagos. We'll put on wax. It's probably yo, the best track name listen, in the game. Interlagos, Brazil. Like, yo, I love just, Latin, you know, Latin America, bro. Yeah, man. Have you, uh, have you been keeping up with all of our F1 racers, our drivers? A little bit. You know, obviously, Louis just grateful for life. He, he's some beautiful villa in the mountains. Is he there already? I, I don't know if he claimed it. He didn't put a location, but he, he's there, bro. Mr. Norris claimed it today. Oh, I mean, think about the turnaround, right? You finish up on Sunday in Mexico. It's like, you don't, what are you going to stay in Mexico for? No, you're going well straight, just to straight, straight to Brazil. Yeah, and they're... Um, they're probably already starting their team stuff. Tomorrow they're going to be on the track, walking around. I mean, doing the whole when you've got when you've got to turn around this quick. Like, you, if I'm Mercedes, my team stuff started Sunday. If I'm Mercedes, I'm hoping Max has a neck crank and he can't drive this week. <laughs> I'm hoping he's got a little bit of that Brazilian food poisoning. <laughs> oh, you he, want him to go through a flu game? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm telling you, at this point. Um, Lewis needs a Hail Mary. Like I said before, I don't want to make excuses, but yeah, Mexico's definitely not Lewis's track. It's never been. Um, and this is a, a Red Bull stronghold too. So Louis is going to need a freaking miracle. I think the one difference is, is that obviously Mercedes car is not made to follow a and B the reality of the situation is if they do someone get pole position again, they don't have that long one kilometer straight. So maybe you actually be able to hold it up. Yeah. I mean, the, the run into turn one is really, really close. Um, but ah, oh, that, that was bad, man. I don't want to get started on Mexico, but looking into this, 
We've got 19 points that separate Lewis and Max. It's a Red Bull stronghold. Tell me if even if Red I already Bull, call it's over. I know you've said it's over, but let's just talk about Interlagos here. No, Interlagos is over can't, too. Can't, so you're saying <laughs> it's impossible. It's Red Bull. Listen, so as long as Max doesn't DNF and there's no crazy thing, I think Red Bull wins. It's impossible for Louis to win. I don't think it's impossible. I just think Red Bull wins. I think Red Bull wins. I really think it's a Red Bull favorite track. So these are this is what we need. We either need a terrible pit stop by Red Bull, a DNF. Or some rain to come down when Max some is rain. Max is ahead by 30 seconds. You're on the last corner. Max is past the finish line and Louis hits some rain. He's like, I'm going straight to the pit lane. I mean, that's that's a lot to ask. I still don't think it's over. Hey, did you check the temperature? What do you mean? The weather? Yeah, the weather. Temperature. Well, um, the temperature and the and the weather. I mean, that all plays a part, right? Is it a hot weekend? Is it a rainy weekend? Listen, I haven't checked the weather, but I've just pulled it up. Okay, let's see. Destination we guide for Brazil. It's Rio in San Paulo. No, it's in San oh, Paulo, man. I had to pull up the weather, bro. What is it? It's 24 and sunny. All right. There's no, there, it's over, bro. Unless Max DNFs or something crazy happens, it's a Red Bull race. Why do I have this false level of hope or this false sense of hope? I don't, think, I don't think it's a false sense of hope. I I think that you're, Lewis is still the reigning champ. He's seven times. Mercedes is still the best constructor. I mean, other than Bottas. Saying Bottas today, we'll put some respect on Mr. Beyond the Grid. Gotta, I got to go listen to Beyond the Grid. I'm they excited to listen the exclusive to it. You know with what? Valtteri. As much as we make fun of Valtteri on this, on this potty, He's done his thing over the years with Mercedes. Like, we're not Valtteri haters. We just think he, it's his time to go. But Mercedes is still the best constructor, in my opinion. Valtteri hasn't had the greatest races in a couple of these races. So I'm still going to come out and say that it's not false hope. It's just, I think Max is just on, Max is at peak form right now, right? Or as peak as we've ever seen. He is also... Facing a probably not as motivated Lewis Hamilton. That's just the reality. I feel like Louis is super motivated right now. You though. feel like he's motivated. I'm telling you, he is, man. He's locked in. He yeah, doesn't want to lose because he's starting to realize that losing is a reality. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I meant, like, for the whole season. When's the last time he lost? When was it against uh, Rosberg? 2016. It's 16. been four years. Yeah. 17, Five 18, years. 19, 20. I'm talking about he's won four years in yeah. a row. Yeah, so, you know... I mean, maybe defeat's the best thing for him right now at this stage of his and career. You, and comes back for his redemption arc. But, damn, if you're Louis... It's, it's, it's done, bro. Max is winning this. I, I, I'm calling it right now. You've for, been calling it. Listen. No, I'm saying, I'm saying this race. I'm calling it before qualifying, before the sprint. Unless something serious happens, if Max gets spun on the sprint and goes to 20th, sure. But if they are one, two, or three, like anywhere, if, if they are both on the podium positions to start the race and nothing crazy, Max is going to win. And I'm yeah, just going to we'll throw this see. in there. Lando's going to have a great weekend. Listen, McLaren needs it, bro. Lando's coming in third this weekend. Yeah, bro. I'm calling. I know that's what you're saying. Lando's making a podium appearance this weekend. But I'll tell you right now, Ferrari is extending this weekend. We're going into a sprint race. What happens if... Uh, what happens if Max crashes in the sprint race? That's okay. Then Lewis wins. But I said, barring anything crazy. Listen, if you're Toto, you got to give the orders to Bottas. No, you don't, bro. We're not going to promote that, bro. People are getting mad at us. <laughs> Our boy on YouTube. What's his name? I think Ronald. But that's what's crazy about sprint weekend is there's so much that can go wrong. 
you you got to finish strong in practice to form the grid on the sprint to then finish the race without crashing into yeah, that turn you know one. You really only get and home. then hope that you get it. You get to Sunday. This is the thing. You got to get to Sunday. You have to get to Sunday. How many how many practices do you get? Do they practice on Thursday? They do. They get. You still get three. Oh, so we're starting F1 weekend tomorrow. Let me pull up the schedule right now for you so you can see this. No, so, they're starting week. The, I'm just saying they're starting the weekend tomorrow. Practice starts. No, no. Practice one starts on the 12th, which is Friday. So that's what I said. Qualifying they don't get is on the Friday as well. Yeah, so I said they don't get F1, F2 like before qualifying. They only get then, one practice. Then they got practice two. Then they practice. got sprint. Then they yeah. got a race. But I'm saying they don't get a, a bunch of practices up to qualifying. That's what I'm saying. No, no. So F1 weekend really starts for us on Friday. Okay. We're recording this on a Wednesday, by the way. So let's talk a little bit about just... We we were discussing it just before we got in the pod, Red Bull's car and this track. This track has a, a couple long straights, but it has a lot of high speed corners, which is Red Bull favored. And what world do you see the low rake engine designs like your Mercedes, like your McLarens, beat a Red Bull? Like, what? Where is your glimmer of hope? Like, I'm not saying that it needs to be completely logical, but where are you thinking Mercedes gets this pace? Or where's your hope that they well, can make some waves? Red Bull is not as dominant on this track as they are in Mexico. So there's a little bit of hope there. Two, I think the hope that I'm having is because of the sprint, you got to get to Sunday. Okay. You got to get to Sunday. Okay. Because in regular qualifying, you don't have to worry about crashing into someone. Yeah, but Matt, if Max just gets pole, he's going to get away at number one. He has sure, a, is that, that's one thing. Um, but there's just more room for error. And then as far as the track's concerned, um, that long, long straight, I mean, I mean, there were long straights in Mexico too. That's a problem. Yeah. Man, this is bad. Very, very much. It's, I'm telling you, it, doesn't look, it does not look positive for Mercedes, Team Mercedes. Right. All right. That's you know all I'm going to say. We're, we're not going to go on about, because that's the problem. We're not going to be able to see this till, till Saturday and Sunday. But let's talk about the, uh, the other teams, because you changed the subject quick on the McLaren boys here. Uh, no, we're win- I told you, we're winning this weekend. It's not favorable for McLaren we're beating, either. We're beating, but it's not favorable for Ferrari either. <sighs> listen, if you're McLaren, you've got, listen, coming into this season, mm-hmm. all the momentum... Lando starts the year incredible. They've literally been on a high, right? So, so Up let's until just the last. Let's put this on wax before you continue on. He went to the back of the grid because of an engine penalty. Yes, fair enough. Right? Okay. Fair so enough. from last race, that's all I'm gonna put out there. He did make so, his way up from like 19th, 18th, all the way up to 10th. But I guess so we'll the point right I'm there. making is, irrespective of just this race, it's the next four races. How important is it for McLaren to get back to third? Because it's not that important. They're fine to go back. They're okay going fourth. I mean, they want to get third, but... They were third last year. I hear you, but I mean, like, you're not winning anyways. Their goal is to win championships. Their goal is not to be a third-place constructor. But what do you say to the leadership team when you go backwards, man? No, it doesn't matter. Listen, results are everything. No. You got to make progress. I understand there might be, like, a $10 million pay difference, which I don't think is breaking McLaren's bank. The way I look at it is, when you look at McLaren's season last year when they had Sainz and, and Lando, and you look at this year... Which season had more positives? I mean, this season. This season looks brighter. Lando looks better. McCarlo's starting to find his form. McLaren overall looks more competitive as an overall package. The only reason they finished third last year is because Ferrari was an absolute train wreck. 
Yeah. So like, it's not like you've got worse. Like, I understand the numbers make you look like you got worse, but you didn't get worse. It's just Ferrari leveled up to where they should be, like, quote unquote, because we think Ferrari should be fighting with Red Bull yeah. and Mercedes. But you're exactly the team you were supposed to be last year. It's just that Ferrari was really that bad. So that that's the way I look at it. McLaren was never that good. They so were always a fourth. But that's team. why I guess it's so important to see how they finish over these next four. Yeah, races. I mean, it'd be great to finish third, but like, did they go backwards? No, McLaren was gone forwards this year. They so, got their first one-two since 2012. They got their first actual win for like 12 years. So I was like, I mean, 11 years, whatever. If they the finish is. the next four races behind Ferrari in each race, then what? Cares? You finish fourth. You take your pauses and you move on. Right. They've had a great season. Being objective, they've had a great season. If you look at the overall package, have a great season. Obviously, you want third, but it's like, why are you are you really mad about your season? Yeah, that's fair. A- and Lando is so just then, getting better. So then, aside from obviously Mercedes right now, which other constructor has all the pressure on them? Ferrari. It's all the too fussy. So Ferrari finishes fourth. They, it sucks, man, because their car is actually competitive with McLaren, but so you have more money. So they've had less wins. It's it, yeah. It, it's like I mean, this. I feel like they've had a lackluster uh, year. I, I mean, mean, what com- highlights have compared to last third, year, which sounds great, but like they haven't what? had any huge highlights. Yeah, I, don't I mean, Sainz has finished toy, a second twice, I think. But like, here's my thing. This is the way I'll put it out. I'll put it out there. Red Bull is like McLaren in terms of if they lose the championship, they're if they finish below their rival, no one's gonna care because that's what they expected. Mercedes and Ferrari have all the pressure to perform. But if Red Bull, if they win the constructors, great. We had a best year, best possible result. If they lose the constructor to Mercedes, they're going to be like, well, Max won, but you know, we were really close in our fight. We didn't go backwards. We leveled up this year. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. And if you look at it differently, feel free to tell the people why you look at it differently. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, with these next four races left, like who has the most pressure on them, both from a team standpoint and individual standpoint? Obviously, We've looked at Alfa Romeo and what's going to happen to Giovinazzi, right? <laughs> Giovinazzi like, is racing like someone stole something from him, bro. Because bro, I don't know how hot they're going to look with Bottas and Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi looks like he stole something. That's how fast he's racing lately. He finished 13th. He's been looking bro, good. Giovinazzi is like, ee, Yo, ee. Kimi got two points, bro. Alfa Romeo, bro. It's that new Ferrari upgrade. Bro, Kimmy's uh, Kimmy's just proven like that. He's like, I need to get a few more points. Oh, bro. Imagine he's still getting 30K per, per point. Gross. <laughs> That's just tragic. Hey, listen. He made a lot of money. He made 25 M's off of that deal with Lotus. That's tragic, That's a, That made Lotus bankrupt, paying extra $25 million to Kimmy. Crazy. That's crazy. But yeah, um, you know which team actually has the most pressure, in my opinion, like not out of the top, top teams? Like if you talk about the bottom half, it's Aston Martin. They need to, this they, has been a year that they just want to forget 100%. Forever. So you need to end the year on a strong note because it's like their car has looked good. Like there's times where you see their car competing and, and they've had really high highs, but a lot of this has been really From mediocre. an engineering standpoint, it blows my mind how you can go from last year in the racing point. Yes, I know they copied the Mercedes car to then literally their ass. They're, they're there with Williams. Yeah, I mean, you can't say that. They've been bad. You man. can't. You cannot say that, bro. They they still have way more construct. They have way more points. Yeah, they're sitting with Alpine. They're with Alpine. Yeah, it's but been they a very, they need to be in the McLaren tier. It's That's been what it's, be it's been bad because 
they've got a loud mouth owner who talks about winning all the time. My favorite owner, Lawrence Stroll. <laughs> um, they went all in with this Aston Martin deal, and they've been absolutely terrible. Yeah, I think it. They've all, been bad. I think Stroll, you need to go Stroll back has been at, bad too. I mean, listen, the FIA rules favored high rake teams. So your Alpha Tories and your Red Bulls. Teams with a high rake setup have benefited. So I'm not going to hold this year against Aston Martin. Like I said, my my timeline with Aston Martin, I give him three more years. So I count Lauren Stroll's first year with, with Racing Point. This is his second year. Within three years, if he's not competing for a championship, and I mean legitimately competing for a championship, then I don't want to hear he's him He's a laughing talk. stock. He will be a laughing stock. So now talk about... You know, George came out and said it's a weekend he wants to forget forever. Mm-hmm. Um, they Williams has had some incredible peaks this season. They've now failed to score points in consecutive, I think, more than two I races. I think it's been three or four. Yeah. So um, what do you think has happened there? Do you think it was literally just a little bit of luck that they had on their side? Or do we see him scoring at least a few more points to close the year? I don't know. I mean, I don't see it as being luck because the here, here's the main point, right? A... George has consistently been Mr. Saturday, right? He's made it Q2. Yeah. He only missed once, right? I think that was two or three races ago. So he's been pretty consistent. He was started a little behind on the grid. And he's in the Mercedes engine. Mercedes is not investing any money to upgrade their engines. Everybody else has. Red Bull didn't upgrade and Ferrari. So it makes sense why they're kind of lagging behind at this point, right? Because Red Bull, remember, Red Bull placed their last upgrade, the battery. Remember when we talked about that? I think it was three races ago. Yeah. And Ferrari obviously put their engine in, and I'm assuming Sauber got that benefit, Alfa Romero and Haas. So I generally think that all Mercedes teams are a step behind because Mercedes stopped putting money into engine development, into this specific engine. Do you think um, Lewis takes a brand new engine? No. And I say no because if he loses this by more than one place, it's actually completely over. Like, he would have no shot unless Max DNFs. I think Lewis races this race, and if he wins, then it cuts the gap back to 12, and then he takes a penalty. So, because it's a lot more bleak having a 28-point gap than cutting down to 12, and then maybe having a 19-point gap. Sure. So, the last three races of the year... Are going to be our Mercedes favored, and they are in the Middle East. I'm hyped. Yeah, love those races. They're going to be lit. Uh, I think we got at least a one night race in there. Yeah, um, secure. I think, but it is. you know, explain to people listening, right? Because not everyone understands the intricacies of like um, the engineering side, like high rig. How would you explain that to like the average person? Your car is just set set up more on an angle. So you can, your cars are really long. So low rate just means the base of your car is sits flatter. So think of it just an angle. One might be 45 degrees. Let's say. But I guess the, the question that most people would ask is, so why doesn't Mercedes just change the rake of their car? Because their car has always been designed as low rake and Red Bull's always designed as high rake. So it's way too much. So it's a gamble you make at the start of the year. It is what you, how you design your car. Yeah. So you have to construct your whole car. The real difference this year, which really separated Red Bull and put them in the driver's seat, is the FIH rule changes. Now, I never read on them specifically, but every single research I've done, it says the FIH rule changes have really benefited high-rate cars. So, in a way, the FIA has pretty much forced a new winner. Not forced, but they, but they leveled the playing field between Mercedes and Red Bull. It, does, it just is what it is. It is what it is. So, let's talk about um, 
you know, just going into qualifying. How important, well, not even qualifying, because qualifying is the sprint. Mm. So um, how important is the practice to then get the grid placing on the sprint? If I'm being honest, the one favor that Lewis has is out of instinctually. Actually, I can't even say that. Max has been came on instinctually too. Though the advantage those two have is I don't think they need a lot of practice. I think those two are very instinctual drivers. Like when Max hit that late break and made it through, like it just shows you how good of a driver and how well he knows. Yeah, the he car. wasn't being cautious like and Lu- Lewis is just as good as that, right? Lewis has shown he has very good instincts. Those two don't need a lot of that practice, I don't think. They just understand their cars and you put them behind a the wheel, they figure it out. I think for everybody else, it's very big. I'm, I'm, that's the one advantage I'm giving Louis over Max. I think Louis will be able to figure this out better. Because, because Louis finished better in both sprints, did he not? Yeah, and every sprint, there's kind of been drama. That's the crazy thing. It's like there could be an accident right on turn one. Bro, I, this is what happens, bro. This, this is the ultimate situation for Mercedes and Red Bull, okay? Louis and Max in an accident on the sprint race. Hear me out. They both have to go to the back of the grid, and Mercedes switches their engine. That is brilliant. That that is the optimal thing. So, like, if if you're gonna get into any drama, Lewis, make sure it's during the sprint race, please. It's during the sprint race. You both go to the back of the grid, and then you really get to see who a good driver is. Who's gonna fight through the drivers? Which tires are gonna Can hold? Can you up? imagine Max and Lewis starting nineteen twenty? Holy! But but the, that is the optimal scenario for Mercedes in the sprint race is that they get into some type of drama at the beginning, they get knocked to the back of the grid, they get a DNF, and boom. You see Yo, them both. What do you What do you think? Like just being a fly on the wall right now in the strategy room. Oh man! Do you I think know, Toto's man. just like banging his head? No, I don't think so. I mean, Toto's a great leader, and they've been so great. So I don't think they. I don't think he'll bang his head on the wall until they actually lose. You know how you've come on and you said, "Yeah, it's over." Lots it's of over. Times. But do you think Toto and Lewis know it's over? No. As a competitor, you never think it's over. Okay. I Listen, I'm hoping Mercedes comes back and I wins, know you're hoping. But, but I'm just saying to you that. And in, in this, with everything going on and how good Red Bull's been, even on Mercedes' favorite tracks, they've still been pretty close to Mercedes. And if they win this Red Bull favorite track, that is 20, what is that, 26 points in three races. It just looks very bleak. Listen, all I can think about right now is Baku. <laughs> you think about Baku, but then there's Silverstone. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you know what? Silverstone was like an incident. Baku was like, Baku was basically like. Lewis giving away the championship. No, it was like some divine intervention. I'm not going to say God. I'm not going to say any divine entity because people may be religious. But someone gave Lewis a gift and said, here's a free 18 points. We blew out his tire for you, and he just gave that away. <laughs> I know. That is literally it. But let's get back to the weekend. Yeah, I think that they'll be good. I, I think those two top two drivers will be good. I think Valtteri has a bad weekend because Valtteri, I think he needs a lot of practice. He's, very, he's that type of driver. Who do you think has a great weekend or great great qualifying? Because you only get like an hour? No, a little. You get an hour on yeah. the track. Yeah, who do I think has a great qualifying? I think we're going to see the Ferrari drivers shine, man. You think so? I think so. I think that Ferrari will have a good weekend as well. But I think my boys in the papaya orange are going to come to play. Well, I I hope that's the case too, man. Has Charles taken up engine penalty yet? He has, yeah, yeah. right? 
So hold on. Let's now just give everyone just context. So what what are we um, looking to get out here over the next couple of days? So we're going to get, we're going to see you guys. Obviously, this will be post Thursday. Sprint. This will drop Thursday. Yeah. We'll see you post-qualifying. We're going to do post-quality and post-sprint? Yeah, we'll do both. I mean, we're here in the office on Friday. We might as well sit down and record for 15, 20 minutes. Now, listen, they're not going to be 30, 40-minute episodes like we always post. They're going to be quick 10-minute recaps and what we saw and what we liked and what we expect for the race. But you guys can expect an episode pretty much for every qualifying and every sprint and every um, race because we just want to be the best F1 podcast. And we think providing you guys content all the time is that how the way to do it. I bet. So we'll drop this tomorrow. We drop this tomorrow, Which Thursday. Is today, because y'all yeah. listening. Yeah. And then Friday, we're going to hit you with the quality. And we're going to hit you Saturday, we're going to hit you the sprint. Sunday, we're going to hit you with the race. Yes, but before Woo! we sign off, we got to hit everybody with our predictions for the whole weekend. Because we, we, can, we can change our predictions as we go, but what is it going into the weekend? Oh, so hit me with your qualifying. God. Top it's gonna 10. Be, um, it's going to be Max, Lewis, Checo. I'm just doing top Max, three. Lewis, Checo. Okay. That's it. That's that's my qualifying. I got Max, Checo, Lewis, Lando, Valtteri. Okay. Okay. Sprint, sprint race is going to be Max first, Lewis second, and Carlos Sainz third. Ooh, that's spicy. Give I me got some drama. I got I got Checo. Lando Valtteri. I, I'm putting universe Max and Lewis are getting an accident. Wow. I'm putting it in the universe All right. right now. And for the win, I gotta go with my boy Louie. We always, we don't even need to ask We gotta you. go with my boy Louie. I'm going with Checo. I think Lewis and Max make their way up to fifth or sixth. All right. That's how I, that's, I, I feel like that's what's gonna happen. Um, driver of the week. Like this is driver of the week, not dragger of the week. Driver of the week. Driver of the uh, driver of the yeah, driver of the week. Who's gonna have the best weekend? The best weekend? Even including the top guys. Whew. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say Lewis because he needs it. All right, dragger of the week. Dragger? Wow, dragger. <laughs> yeah, eh? we'll call it dragger of the week. Um You know he's just dragging his wheels along the finish line. Bro, I mean Are you going with Giovanots again? No, no, I can't go with Giovanots. I guess. Um Who's gonna? Because you can't, you can't, you have to exclude Haas. They are the draggers. No, everybody is a dragger other than Mercedes, Red Bull, the top four teams. All, all the other teams have been complete variables. Right, I'm gonna say um, Ocon's gonna have a terrible, terrible weekend. No, I meant like, okay, when I say dragger of the week, is what bottom tier driver is gonna have the best week? Like we were doing. Oh, before. that's what I mean. Like, gotcha, what's a dragger gotcha. of the week? Who's our? Because you know, okay, okay, that's okay. The drag I got you. Because they're just let's be real; they're just dragging themselves across the finish line. They're they're not really driving. Um, the, they're not really competing for a championship. I'm gonna say that George is gonna have a good weekend. George, okay. I'm going with Giovanotti. Oh, this guy's <laughs> a Giovanotti lover. <laughs> nah, bro, he's fighting for his life, bro. We're keeping up with the Giovanotti love. All right, bet. All right, we'll see you guys next. We'll see you guys what Friday, Friday evening. Let's do it. All right, peace, peace. peace.